0: You are now listening to the Purpose
1: Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody
2: has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game, that's mess with it, and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, my homie? How you holding up?
2: Doing well, man. Uh, I'm tired, man. I went back to work this week. We started yeah. working with the athletes in the band, and boy, I forgot what that felt like.
1: It Did muscle memory kick in?
2: Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Once you get in the swing of things, you just boom, 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 boom. But it's just so much more to think about now. We got to take temperatures. We got to wear masks. You got to social distance. Um, You know, so it's just, it's just a lot more to think about. And it's just, yeah. it feels really weird because in my hearts of hearts, I'm just not sure that we should be back out there based on the mm-hmm. numbers, but you know, we got to, we got to get back to work at some point, right?
1: You know, I'm curious. So the kids are back out there. Are are there a lot of kids expressing concern?
2: Nah, nah, nah. Them kids don't care about nothing, man.
1: You know, and that's what that's what I'm seeing, like the younger generation, you see it all over, you hear it all over, but you don't hear the younger people or see the younger people expressing concern about COVID because yeah. they feel like they're invincible, which we all felt like we yeah. were invincible.
2: Yeah, and I think also the media has, and I hate, I hate that term, but I think the picture has been painted that um, young people aren't really affected. It's old people and then people with some kind of compromised health condition. So if you 15, 16, 17, you out here like, man, I'm good. I'm healthy. And this ain't for me. Right. You know, um, but, you know, like I was just talking to my principal. You just never know how it affects you personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you catch it or if you were to catch it, you just don't know how it, how it, how it affects you. So, you know, it's touch and go. It is. I just
1: wish the young people would recognize early on that their actions have consequences and they Mm -hmm. don't just impact them. They impact other people, you know, and and this is a prime example of that. It's like, yeah, your immune system might be able to fight this off, but wear a mask in the event that mine can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what the problem is, is I, I wouldn't actually put the blame in terms of teenagers, 15, 16, 17, 18 I, I wouldn't necessarily put the blame on them. I would put the blame on the idiot adults, because right now we should be protecting the kids. But you have adults that don't want to wear the mask. That oh, it's past da 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 da, and it just kind of. I, I think in this type of situation, where it's a place that we've never been, as adults, we have to protect the kids. Like me and my wife were just talking about, you know, our son. um, Being in daycare, we started them back in there. And I told them, yo, the second they got a, the second they got a, somebody catches the virus there, yo, we got to reevaluate what's going on. So I think as adults, we have to do a better job at protecting the kids from themselves. But us adults ain't getting it, bro.
1: I agree with you. But I think we absolve these teenagers too much of responsibility, 15, 16, 17, because they show us time and time again how quickly they are able to gather information and make decisions more so than we did. They got access to information more readily than we did. So I can't absolve these little young knuckleheads of of what could happen. I mean, some of them are educating these these adults on, hey, did you know yeah. this about COVID, right? And then they don't wear a mask.
2: Yeah, I I can't absolve them. They just yeah. I hear, I hear. The one thing that's true is that this is just a big mess, bro. <laughs> that's is. the one thing that we get. Um, all it's a it is a mess. It, it is a mess,
1: and it it causes that roller coaster of emotions and and you know trying to process all the information that's happening. You know, it, it, it's such a challenge. You, you know, deciphering what's real, what's not, what's true, what's false. It, it is a mess. It yeah. really is a mess. We just, we just have to slow down. Yeah. Take a deep breath and try to take it in and process it as best we can.
2: Mm-hmm. Hundred percent.
1: I tell you, more than anything, I I need a what blew your mind because I need, I need some a, a deep distraction. From well, I don't other- know
2: if this is going to distract you, but um, I think. <laughs> what blew your mind. Um, you know how like, uh, has this happened to you where you've been on Facebook or Instagram, right? Let's say, and before getting on, you were searching something, like you were searching stocks or you were searching something. And the next, you know, when you go on Facebook or any kind of social media, the ads are popping yep. up. Yep. I think somehow our brains are just like that. Our minds are just like that, that what you think about or what you focus on is what you find and what you see. Mm -hmm. Like, I always hear people say that when you're positive, positive things happen. Yeah. And I think the exact opposite with the negative is like when you focus on the negative, um, you're going to find nothing but negative. Absolutely. And, and, and that, that in my, in my, in my life right now, I believe is manifesting itself in just a lot of different ways as you observe people. And even with me personally, like I have a buddy who has been preaching to me food shortages, like that we're about to be on food shortages. He's probably been preaching this to me since 2015. So right now we're in, um, you know, right now with COVID. And guess what he's preaching food shortages, food shortages. And that's just where his mind is. That's that's what that's what he's fixated on. So um, you know, I, I really encourage people to challenge their thoughts, man, and challenge their thought process and really find out what you're focusing on. Like, you know, for instance, um, over the COVID break or COVID this period of COVID, I've really gotten into stocks. And now every time I'm on Facebook, every commercial on YouTube, guess what it is? It's stock. Mm-hmm. So they—they it's programming. So you now have to train your brain to see and feel the certain things and, and think on positive things. And yeah. I believe that universe and God and the world will all work together for you.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot you can take from the infrastructure of social media to get you hooked oh, on, yeah. on it to keep going back to it. And what I'm what I'm talking about is you started Googling stocks and then you went to your social media platforms and then you started seeing ads. Right. And Mm -hmm. then you started clicking on it and then you fall down a rabbit hole and then you click on something else and then you fall deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. And Mm -hmm. what I'm referring to is within ourselves and our way of thinking, we can get ourselves hooked on what we get attracted to or think about the most i think there's there's a lot of truth to that that philosophy it's hard to pull yourself out of the social media rabbit hole but you if you make a conscious effort and recognize that you've gone too far put some limits on yourself you you can do it you Uh can have control so Uh yeah that you know what that's that's perfect for what i wanted to talk about Today's topic being mental health. We touched on it last episode, but I thought that it was fitting enough that we extract it out and and we talk about it right now. Okay. So mental health, right? I, I earlier this week, I had this thought, like I was checking on my teammates at work and I was checking on um friends and I was checking on family and something to say let me let me call my son who's up in college at, at UC mm-hmm. and I said you know just checking in on him like we do normally but I said hey how's your mental health in all of this
0: mm-hmm.
1: his response was I'm blessed you know I, I I had to think about where my life was and what I've done you know um I pretty much stay in the house Um, But I'm blessed. I got everything I need. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. And I'm like, not everybody has that, that mental dexterity to be in that place, especially with everything that's going on. Yeah. And it was it was so good to hear that my son was in that place, but not everybody, not everybody's there. After we got off the phone, I started thinking about I think that's the first time I've ever talked to my son about mental health. Hmm and so i said i want to get on here and talk to you why do you think the topic of mental health is not or hasn't been talked about as much throughout society
2: um i think in society now it it's being discussed more right but in in um sex in different sex in different pockets of people it's not being talked about because I think in a lot of ways mental health is a bit shunned. Like there are people, like, for instance, as men, we're not supposed to admit that we're struggling.
1: hmm You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We're, what were, were you told? What were you told growing up as a man?
2: Man don't cry, man. Yep. Men don't cry. Yeah. get to get up. You a did black you tell,
1: man, you better be strong. Did you ever get an explanation why men don't cry? Do you remember that?
2: No. I I think um the explanation would have been that society is not going to feel sorry for you. Um, and, and and I think that's what we, that's what we're told that society is not going to feel sorry for you. But, um, I don't look at crying as a feeling sorry for myself (laughs) now or then. Um, I guess now back then you buy into it. Men don't cry. You beat your chest and you play tough. But um now it, it it's like um what well, well why is that you know what I'm saying like why you know you you ask that question why is it that men are supposed to cry because now you walk up like you walk around here in a knot you know what I'm saying and it it's not like men have to be or men we have we were raised to be the strong persons but mm-hmm. who takes care of the strong person you know what I'm saying where does that strong person have the opportunity to to vent and let it go and and blow it off you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. it's tough that whole men don't cry business that's is it's it's for the birds man i had to i had to learn it you know like you said as a
1: kid i was raised the same way that men don't cry i remember i remember learning to ride my bike and my dad tells this story shout out to my dad he listens to the show all the time and he says he he listens for uh himself in 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 our in our conversation so um I, he taught me how to ride a bike. And I remember where we stayed. I'm I, I'm pedaling. He's holding the seat, running next to me. He lets it go. And when I realized that he let it go, I stopped pedaling.
0: Mm. And I
1: run right into a bush, right? <laughs> he comes over, picks me up. At this point, of course, I'm crying. And he looks me in the face. And, and mind you, this is probably not the normal response. But my dad looks me in the face and goes, why are you crying? And of course, I go, because I'm in
2: love
1: the right? <laughs> and he goes, okay, I get that, but is crying making it better? No. He immediately says, he looked at me and goes, well, why are you crying? And he said, he saw my face just stop and just think like, you yeah, why am I crying? I <laughs> you know, and in that moment, it wasn't a men don't cry moment my dad is always focused on all right how do you fix it like crying yeah. don't fix it let's let's talk about fixing it now put that in conjunction with i did have uncles who said men don't cry you got to be tough right mm-hmm. and I had coaches as i'm starting to play sports say you know you got to be tough don't cry but nobody ever circled back and talked to me about mental health or check on my mental health or yeah. give me more accurate explanations meaning I was left to my own devices and interpretations of well, he said don't cry, and they said don't cry. You're not supposed to cry for this reason. Okay, then I hold it up, I bottle it in. Mm. Fast forward to an adult, that's what I do. You gotta yeah. put that cape on. Yeah. Men in a tough, you know. Um, and that's hard. That's hard. I think a lot of people struggle with with that both men and women i don't think oh
2: yeah oh yeah i i mean bringing it back is a societal thing and it's not although we're talking about more admitting or wanting to speak about mental health in some people's view displays weakness and um i think that we shouldn't be shunning like i think the way society views it now like every other word is oh i'm depressed oh i'm um what's the kid the kid's say it all the time oh i'm bipolar I think yeah. that becomes dangerous, too, where you just start claiming stuff. But yeah. when you find people with legit issues um, or they deem it as a legit issue, you, you have to not shun them and really hear them out. Yeah,
1: I think you, there has to be a fine balance between you're admitting you have a problem yeah. versus playing the victim because you want attention.
2: Put, exactly. Looking for attention. I guess we should put this disclaimer in that none of, neither of us are professionals. This is not a given work, but when we're deal, we both deal with people. So I deal with people all the time. Yeah. So we, we see it and, and, you know, um, encounter this a lot. Absolutely. And for me,
1: you know, I, I, I try to hear people out and I try to empathize with them. Right. I want to, I want to understand your situation. If you're telling me this, how you feel, tell me why. And I get that some people might not be able to articulate why, why they feel the way they feel. But I've also had experiences with people that couldn't tell me
2: why, because it wasn't true. Mm. So how do you coach them? Uh, how do you coach them through it? Um,
1: are you talking about if somebody if if I feel like in the conversation, somebody truly is dealing with some mental health issues?
2: Yeah. So.
1: If I'm at that point, um, I think I think I try to first specifically say I acknowledge that you're admitting there's something going on and you need some help. Mm-hmm. I thank them for trusting me enough that they come to me to tell me that because you can't imagine how scary. Yeah. That is to come to somebody to admit you got a problem. I mean, no none of us like to admit Ooh, fault, yeah. yeah, Right? None of us like to admit problems, but the fact that they picked me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I appreciate that. So I want to be as empathetic and understanding as possible. I always try to understand the person's outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know do they do they journal? Do they write their thoughts out? Do they get them out that way? Um, do they exercise? Do they um do they talk to somebody you know a Mm -hmm. professional who can help them if I know of resources I will try to point them in the direction of resources um I I I try to express to them and share my own experiences as well so that Mm -hmm. they know that they're not alone because a lot of times that's probably the scariest part is you think you're alone
2: woe is me nobody is has experiences ever in life I think there's some of woe is me in there, but Mm -hmm. I think that there's also a
1: lot of nobody else could be going through this and feeling this way. So I think I'm the only one and people are going to look down on me and people are going to shun me because more often than not, people are trying to live up to other people's expectations. So they think that they are alone and they're too afraid or too ashamed to share the truth about how they
2: feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's a vicious cycle. It is, it is.
1: So, okay. You talk about mental mental health as a man. Um, you kind of touched on this earlier. You talked about in the black community. Mm-hmm. I believe that in the black community, mental health is uh, talked about the least not just in society, but especially amongst us. Yeah. Amongst us. Yeah, I agree. And I'm curious why you think that is.
2: I I think, I I think specifically about our community, it's because of the necessity to be strong.
0: Um, Strong for
2: what though? Just strong in the sense of the world and, and being able to take whatever the world gives you and, and hammer back, you know what I mean? There there's just so much that you know um you know I, I I don't think as a people we really truly know who we are and we're navigating this space and and in this tug and pull of trying to understand where we are in our space and fit in and um the last thing we need to be talking about is what's wrong, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what what's going on with us culturally. The other thing about it is um we don't have the resources to talk about it. Like you, you going to go to uh, tell auntie Pookie about how you feel oppressed. She going to tell you, Hey man, go grab you a sandwich and turn around and and fix it. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we deal with mental health as in tough love, as opposed to mental health of people actually needing professional help or an outlet in which to release their um, frustrations and anxieties or whatever.
1: I'll add to that. I think we also view mental health and this might not just be in our community, but in society, yeah. uh, at least where I've seen it. I think we view it as a rite of passage. I think we think that I had to go through it. I had to earn my stripes. So and I'm not going to really help you through it. You need to earn your, earn stripes, your stripes too. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it's not a rite of passage. Yeah. We're supposed to heal. And if we don't help each other heal, we will never get better. We're perpetuating the, the vicious cycle. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. I'm just, I want, I want people to get better
0: mm-hmm. holistically.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I want people to, to find out who they truly are so they can be all that they were called to be. Absolutely. Plain and simple.
2: Absolutely. Um, Go ahead. So uh, what's, again, we're not professionals, but what is your practical guide? If a friend comes to you and um, says, I'm struggling with this or I feel depressed or I have anxiety about this, what is your practical guide? Because naturally we should be forwarding people to go speak with professionals. Mm Mm-hmm but friend to friend advice. I'm in a funk. Somebody comes to your office. What, what are you telling them? And how, how do you coach them through friend to friend?
1: Is this something you felt all the time? Mm -hmm. And most of the time the answer is probably no. I didn't feel like this all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's retrace your steps. When did you first start feeling this way? Right. Let's walk back together. Um, As we can identify what got you here, what made you feel this way, let's talk about, does the future still involve you being in in that situation? Do you, possibly it was a toxic influence. And I think that that contributes a lot to our mental health. We don't realize how many toxic influences Mm -hmm. are negatively impacting our mental Mm -hmm. health. But I also think that we identify them and can't find ourselves, uh, with the ability to get away from it. My dad, we were talking about his mental health and, and one of the things he shared with me, he said, you know, when I was out in the streets, you know, you know, you know, my dad's history. When mm-hmm. I was out in the streets and people would ask, ask him, you know, why are you out here? You got two good parents who are working. They provide for you. They care about you. They love you, right? Why are you out here? He, he said to me, he said, I would tell people all these different excuses that weren't the truth. Mm-hmm. He said, it wasn't until I was honest with myself and I've just responded with, I'm out here because I want to be out here. Yeah. He's like, and that's what people have to get to. They have to get to that, that point where they really, truly understand why are they in this position? Why are they making the decisions yeah. that they made that they've got here? He said, and then, only then, they can mentally sober up. Yeah. And I thought that that was so profound. I'm like, man. Yeah. Mentally sober up. So when I'm coaching somebody, I think that that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to get them to mentally sober up. A lot of times, here's what works. Every single day, identify three things that were positive in that day that happened to you. Hmm. Man, I I I had to learn how to do that for myself. Is all right. I want I wanted to accomplish this goal. I'm not sure. Did I win or did I lose at the end of the day? You know what? Let me look back. What were three positives from that day? Mm-hmm. Cause that's going to help me to, to keep moving forward. And I write them down gotcha. and I encourage people to write them down and keep a running list because what you'll find out by the time you look at the end of a week and you're going to fill up a whole page of positive. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And that goes, that's a hundred percent. I think if I'm giving the advice, first thing I'm saying is find the problem, identify the problem, then find ways to separate yourself from the problem and then find solutions to
1: the problem. And you know, what's one of the best solutions is supporting and connecting with others. Yeah. We are yeah. made to be social creatures and made to be part of circles and made to be part of communities. Yeah. And isolating yourself. I'm not a professional, but from my experience, isolating yeah. yourself does not
2: help. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help. And if you're one of those friends or if you're in the community, I, I encourage people and I'm like I really want to go through this in real time. Like ask the question, like how do you feel right now?
1: Yeah. How's your mental health? Like yeah. we've never even had that conversation. I no, never- no, that
2: was literally a question.
1: Okay, how am I feeling? How's
2: my mental health? Yeah, like no, how are you? Yeah, how are you feeling? How I mean, you could call it mental health, but how are you feeling right now? Like what's going on?
1: Truthfully there there's been times where I feel like I'm good. I'm in a good space. I, I look I reflect back on my life. I think about where my kids are. Both of my kids are are in school. They are growing into these these beautiful adults. Um scariest part is they're becoming so independent um and I'm proud that they are independent but I want them to still need me you know yeah, yeah. um so it's so good to see that my wife is thriving in her business she's happy um and that makes me me happy right and and for myself I'm stepping out of my comfort zone so I feel good I feel excited I feel anxious I feel a little nervous a little intimidated as I you know keep jumping into different ventures so mentally right now i'm in a good space despite everything that's happening in society right now despite the challenges that i face as a man as an individual Got i still you. feel good Got you. what about you
2: how's your mental health um if i'm being honest i'm i feel mentally drained okay um But I find there there are glimmers of positivity and I feel the most positive or the most forward thinking when um, I have opportunities to think, where I have that time and space, where I allow myself that time and space just to think about um, where I'm going and what I want. I think a lot of my stress mentally right now is tied to productivity. And wanting to get the best and be the best at whatever else I'm doing. And I'm jumping off all these projects and getting everything rolling. So it's creating a sense of anxiety on top of everything that's going on and um, everything. But, you know, it's just that uh, finding that space just to just to breathe and um, having to turn off the TV. We have to turn off the TV yeah. gotta turn or get off social media because it it's um for me personally i guess i can't talk for nobody else it's um it's mentally taxing yeah
1: yeah well one i want you to know i'm here gotcha. not just to talk about the show but yeah. truly as a brother i'm here if you just want me to want me to listen
2: gotcha you know i think that.
1: that's a that's a a tool that you know people don't utilize enough and don't ask for.
2: Don't act for. And I mean, I I guarantee you guys um, talking to the audience, there's somebody and you can't be too embarrassed to identify that person that you can listen to and talk to. Um, You know, Vic's always open. If nothing else, email Vic. (laughs) (laughs) Hit, hit us up on the group chat. <laughs>
1: That's fine. That's fine. All my emails are auto-forwarded to Shane. So go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Um I you.
1: let me say this. Let me say this. I think mental health is directly connected to the desires of your heart. Yeah. I think what we what we think is what we feel, Mm -hmm. what we feel is what we see. Mm -hmm. Um, And because they're all connected, we do have some control and some influence, you know, over over our mental health. There's a lot of external influences, but I think that there's a good majority of internal
2: influences. Which goes back to what blew your mind, is is what you're focused on, is where your brain is fixated on. you know, what you see is what you're gonna see. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: Look, I think I think it's fair enough. We can we can end the show with with our favorite with our quote for yeah. the week. And and I think it's gonna tie in perfectly. Check this out. Jesse Jackson said this, and I don't normally share who wrote the quote, but mm-hmm. I'm sharing this one. I want him to get credit. He says both tears and sweat are salty but both render a different result. Tears will get you sympathy, but sweat will get you change. Mm. Both are salty. Mm. Tears get you sympathy. Sweat will get you change. Mm. As it pertains to mental health and as it pertains to finding your purpose, Mm -hmm. I think that you need both the tears and the sweat because along the journey, there's going to be some reasons to cry. Yeah, you should have some tears because there's going to be some rough days and some and some hard days and some bad days. But understand that in the process, as you're sweating, right, the sweat is meant to give you change. That's good. Tears are just meant to give you release along the way. And as we talk to our audience, as we are interacting with you. I want to make sure that you check on your mental health and you check on your family's mental health and you check on your friends' mental health. Mm -hmm. If all of us in our little communities start checking on one another and caring about one another sincerely, we will help
2: our society heal Mm -hmm.
1: wholeheartedly.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and don't wait for a breakdown of somebody to come to you to ask, how do you feel? You know, um, I think proactive. I heard. Yeah, I heard Charlie God say it this week that you got to check on your strong friends yeah. um, because. Especially in this environment, we're all going through something, man. We're, yeah. all, we're all dealing with something. We're all getting the information. So yeah. um, you just never know where somebody is and it just never acts, never hurts to ask, how do you feel?
1: Yeah, man. And genuinely mean it. Listen, that's how you live life on purpose. That's that's what we say often around here with Purpose Addicts. Live life on purpose, and that's one great way to do it. As always, we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. We love you. Subscribe, share. At the end of the day, go be great, baby. We out.
0: In both